Hello and welcome to episode number 30 of the WooCast with Sky Life. My name is Mackie. And I'm Juliet. And we're here to explore all things weird, weird and, and woo-woo. Coming at you from our first episode in our new apartment in Boulder, Colorado. We made it. Yes, we made it, guys. It's actually a week anniversary from the time that we moved in, like exactly like one week. Yeah, exactly week. one week ago. I remember driving in uh, right, at, right on a Sunday night, right about now, as we record this, and you know, just seeing those mountains for the first time, and it was just overwhelming. It was overwhelming. You you had a little, you shed a little tear there. Yeah. I was like, I was really feeling it when you saw those mountains and you just started crying. Like you just, and I was like, was why just, are you crying? I mean, it was an epic weekend trip. We left Friday at noon-ish from Philly, got here Sunday night, and it was just an, an epic road trip across the country with our two cats in their little tent. <laughs> <laughs> our cat tent. <laughs> our cat tent in the back, our roof rack on top, and you know, it was just it was a big couple days. Yeah, and I think that I also was just saying how proud I am of us in that moment and of you for taking this leap with me and doing this and leaving a place that we've been comfortable for about a decade and jumping a timeline. Yeah. And we really feel like we did that. You know, when we have all these guests come on the show that talk about, you know, quantum theory and timeline jumping and how time isn't linear and how there's a million different ways that you can approach life and you can jump into, you know, the person who lives in Philly the rest of their life, or you could go back to the person who never left your hometown, or you can, yeah. we could, you know, move to Costa Rica if we want. Like there's so many. There's an infinite number of potential timelines yes. that, that are, you know, all coexisting at the same time. I remember when you were telling me that when we were in California and I was like, I don't even know what you mean. What do you mean infinite amounts of timelines? <laughs> and now it's starting, I'm actually starting to feel exactly what you're talking about and being here and just taking our avatars, same physical body, but completely different atmosphere and environment and element and being able to shed the skin of who we were in Philadelphia and come into just completely new energy feels so awesome. Yeah. Especially after the past year that we've had in Philly, it's not because of Philly, it's just of the events of the world and the anxieties and the stressors of everything that happened. And we, we happen to experience it in Philadelphia. So I think that place now has that sort of like imprint on it for us. Yeah, a little bit for sure. And, and also the past 10 years. Yeah. And I also think just energetically, like different places you go, they all carry a different vibration. And for me, what I experienced living in Philadelphia for so long is there was a stagnant energy, not a lot of like creative energy and flow that was happening there. It was very much just yeah, just like stuck and even just like darker and colder and the scenery wasn't, you know, all that amazing unless you, you know, you drove a little bit outside, you know, being in a city in general, like that concrete jungle we've talked about before, we just realized was not serving our highest good. And it wasn't giving me inspiration in the way that I have felt already in a week 
I have been writing, I have been feeling things that I haven't felt in a very, very long time in terms of possibility and being able to expand myself and all the potentiality. And sure, that could come, you know, with the territory of it's new and exciting and it feels like a vacation right now, but I know myself pretty well and I can just tell that this is going to kind of facilitate and support me in a way that I wasn't getting before. Even just on the very basic level of sleep, you know, if you're able to sleep better, you're able to have that refreshed nature when you wake up in the morning. And, you know, we've, we're sleeping on the floor right now because our cat uh, poked a hole in our air mattress. But even by sleeping on the floor, we don't even have our bed yet. It's, we're sleeping better here than we did in the city. It's true. Yeah, I'm getting deeper sleep and I've been having some crazy dreams and I'm excited to sort of write them down and see how they play out as we're here. And then also just in a week span, we have been outside like every single day and we have hiked twice. We did a trail run today. Even when it snowed, we were outside. Yes. And that, <laughs> that right there is why, why we did this. So wanted to give you guys an update. I'm going to let Mackie intro sky life right now. And then uh, I do want to talk a little bit more, a little more updates, just because I feel like we're in the flow and we missed you guys. I missed the WooCast this week. But this episode, if you do want to kind of like just scroll ahead past us just having a little more banter with you all, uh, I would say like, yeah, we'll keep it to another like 10, 15 max. And then scroll ahead. Is that the right term? Scrolling? I don't even know. Fast forward to Sky Life. I have been waiting to have Sky on the show for a very long time. And she has been a major influence in both of our lives for a little while now and continues to be. And I'll share a little bit more on how she's an influence, but I want Mackie to give you, give her the best intro <laughs> because she deserves it. Yeah, Sky is an amazing human being. She has a YouTube channel called Sky Life. She has 162,000 subscribers there. So check that out. That's kind of her main uh, jumping off point. But then she also has a Patreon. She has her website. She is fascinated with health, wellness, and optimizing human performance and a lot of the spirituality stuff that we've been talking about. So it's one of these she she's very much a kindred spirit uh you know we we first found her through some of the, some of the videos that we saw online and we just kind of went down the rabbit hole of watching her videos and some of the guests we've had on the podcast are be because of her videos some of the experiences we've had in real life are because of her videos so she's been quite an influence and she's a really fun person to be around uh, her mission is to explore the world of wellness and how we can live our healthiest, happiest lives, which is very much in alignment with what we like to do with this podcast. Yeah, it's just been so crazy, the experiences that you and I have had, and some of which are from the guests that we've had on the show. Even before we even had them on the show, like Sky, you know, you may have listened to our episodes where we talk a lot about going to Sedona, and we had this awesome uh, experience with Rahelio, who is a shaman. And how we found Rahelio was through Sky's channel. She did an entire episode on Sedona and does it live up to the hype and what are the vortexes all about? And in that, 
show, we just so happened to see that she was she met with Rogelio and had this really epic experience. And then we tried to find out if he was available. And then it turns out, I think I mentioned this, this is, you know, kind of my reality TV geek geekiness girl coming out. But he was also featured on a show that I watch. And it was just like serendipitous that there he was on the show. And there I was watching him on her YouTube. And then we went and we had a really awesome experience with him in Sedona. And then Mia Magic, who we've had on the show, you guys know, I actually just finished right before we moved, like the, the night, night be before. Yes, the night before we moved, I'm, I finished an eight-week coaching cauldron, which is a beautiful women's circle that Mia hosts from time to time. And it's just an opportunity for women and sisters to get together and just talk about what's going on in their lives. And then Mia facilitates just amazing healing medicine through doing a lot of subconscious work and meditative work. And I finished that. And uh, Sky and Mia have so many videos together. So definitely check them out. And then the other thing that's just so crazy is through that coaching cauldron, I met this awesome girl, Alexis, who is now one of my soul sisters. And she and I are going to this festival, which is so out of my comfort zone, which is exactly why I'm doing this. And it's called the uh, Unleash Festival. And it's in Moab, Utah, uh, the first weekend of June. And she and I are going to be going to that. And it just so turns out that Alexis is now working with Sky. And um, it's just like crazy how all of these things come together. And, and you're like, this is where I truly know that nothing is an accident and the universe and myself, we have this relationship and I can connect and sort of, and I can create, not sort of, I can create my own reality. And even something, you know, synchronistic happened today as Mackie and I went to Denver, which was just like so yeah. crazy. Craziest thing. So we have been working with an app called Onyx and it's a really cool AI based fitness app where we're going to be teaching classes. We do videos on there, workout videos. And our person who we work with most, her name is Katie, and she happens to live in Denver. And uh, so we've been messaging her with her saying, hey, we're moving to Boulder. We need to meet up in real life. It's, we've, we feel like we know you, but now we're actually going to be within you know, a 30 minute drive from you. So it's, you know, we can't wait to meet up with you. And so today we decided to just take a quick day trip down to Denver. We're doing some furniture shopping and there's some stores that we wanted to see there. So in the back of my head and also in the back of Juliet's head, we're like, wouldn't it be interesting if we ran into Katie while we were down there? And Denver's a big city. Yeah. There's a lot of furniture stores in Denver, a lot of different areas in Denver, right? And uh, so we walked into... Uh, this one store and as we were about to walk in the door out she comes she's like oh my god I just saw you guys walking down the street I can't believe we're here yeah and I was like I can because <laughs> you, we are creating this we are co-creating this reality right now and by our intention and our thought and what we're putting out and the vibration that we're putting out and thinking about her and in her form and thinking about her smile and and visualizing running into her and there she was and it was just a sign to say like, yes, 
you're doing it. That's quite a synchronicity. Yeah, I, I mean, love that when that happens. It just shows you that you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I truly feel that. And, you know, we're definitely a little bit on cloud nine with all of this, this move and all of the new possibility. And one of the things that, because I am, I think it's my Scorpio moon and my Scorpio rising. I'm so ever present to like the deep, dark shadow that always kind of lurks in the background. And I, I honor that as a part of all of us, that it's not just the light all the time, but you also have the dark. And the darkness that has kind of come upon me with all of this is a little bit of foreboding joy, which Brene Brown talks about a lot. Uh, I love her work. If you uh, have not checked out Brene Brown, check out at least her TED Talk on vulnerability, and she has amazing books. But this foreboding joy is really about not allowing yourself to feel good sometimes, not allowing yourself to see the magic that surrounds you. And, you know, human beings often think in negatives and I work so much with myself and my clients on really thinking in the positive. And so even, you know, Mackie's said was, you know, it's like us saying like, this is too good to be true. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not too good to be true. It's actually so good and it's true. And I think that that's a really important distinction a lot. Like I've been just thinking about language and what we say, especially out loud, because, you know, what you speak, you create, right? Yep. Abracadabra, that really literally means that, like I speak and I create, or you write and you create. So I've been really conscientious about, you know, what we say and what we speak, what we write, and making sure that it's in alignment with what we want. And, you know, this might sound like it's overly positive, you know, but that's the way that I want to live right now because I would rather live that way than the other way, which is constantly thinking that something is when lurking. When is the around, other shoe going to yeah, drop, Yeah, something's right? lurking around the corner or this can't possibly be our life. It's so good. And it's like, yes, we are so allowed to have an amazing life. We are also allowed as human beings to have hard days or a hard minute or a hard hour. That's the thing is like, we're not linear. We have so many dimensions to us in the way that we feel. And uh, I was just listening to a podcast on the lunar cycle. And, you know, especially for my ladies out there, you know, our cycles match with the lunar cycle, which you're going to have ups and downs like the entire month. And I think if we were to learn that that's just like the nature of things and to understand this human body more because we are not taught how to be human, which is the funny thing. And if you look back at, you know, uh, tribes and uh, indigenous people, they had so much more connection to the natural world and how we are in cycle and we are in flow with nature to understand that there are seasons. You're going to have seasons emotionally, seasons physically, energy wise. All of that is you know, important to understand and then gives us permission and it more of an understanding and a deeper connection to ourselves to just live a more powerful and empowered life. I'm letting you go. I'm letting you rant. <laughs> I love this. It's 
like <laughs> Sunday night sermon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Shaman Durek, guys, just so you know. If you have not checked out Shaman Durek, I love Shaman Durek. He has an amazing podcast. Follow him on Instagram. It's been We also need to get him on the show. We will definitely get Shaman Durek on the show. But that's kind of where my head's at. And being with nature, being in this natural environment is just giving me all the feels and giving me more life than I felt in a very, very long time. Taking my shoes off, putting my feet in the earth, uh, acting like a fucking weirdo, you know, if that's what you want to think of me. Uh, Or, you know, I'm still slightly self-conscious about that because I have lived such a like 3D, very like materialistic life for most of my life and have kind of always felt out of place, to be honest with you. And I've just kind of followed the herd. I've been a sheep. I've been following the herd for a very long time, even though some of you may think I have been a leader in the wellness industry, whatever it, whatever it may be. Not really, to be honest. I've been very much following kind of like, what are they doing? And looking outward to see, you know, where I should go and where I should flow. I mean, that and was like your role. That was my role. And it's one of my strong suits is I am the explorer. I like to go out. If we're talking about archetypes, like I'm the explorer archetype. I love, among many others, I think we have multiple archetypes, right? But the explorer goes out, sees what other people are doing, and then brings it back to the tribe and goes, hey, they're doing this and it's working. And I do love doing that. But I also spent so much time going outward. And then this is now my time to go inward. And man... I just know that it's pay- it's going to pay off. Like I already feel it paying off and we have to go inward if we want to expand. We cannot always be pushing out and doing and doing and doing. Sometimes we just have to be literally being, right? So there's my Sunday night rant to everyone. Uh, Monday morning for you guys. <laughs> Monday morning. There we go. Um, I'm excited for you to listen to Sky because... Yeah, she's a soul sister, and uh, she's she's definitely we're in her vibe tribe. That's what she's she calls her tribe. She's currently in a uh, sort of a mystery uh, adventure. Yeah, she she goes out. She is the explorer, guys. She goes out and you know does a Wim Hof training in freaking Poland. Watch With that Wim video. Hof. That yeah. video has millions of views on it. Like that is such an inspirational video. She goes out and does you know. Uh, spells with Mia Magic, studying witchcraft. She goes out and does past life regression. She goes out and looks for UFOs. And like, she's a doc, she makes documentaries and they're phenomenal, the work that she's doing. And I'm part of her Patreon because I love to get some of the the inside scoop and the videos that she puts out that um, are like the behind the scenes, like uncut, unfiltered versions of of what she's got. And um, can't wait to hear what you guys think about Sky and... Thank you all so much for the support and the love. We just received a few more reviews and ratings that were so thoughtful and heartfelt. And, you know, for any of you out there who do listen to this, if you have not rated or reviewed yet, that would help the show so much so other people can see it. And you just go to Apple Podcasts and just scroll down to the bottom of the show and you'll find that you can just rate it and review it right there. If you have any questions, any comments, Uh, let us know. We always love to connect with you all. If you have anyone that you would love to hear on the show uh, or podcasts that you love that we should be listening to, we're all for it. You can reach out to us. Instagram is probably the easiest and fastest way. I'm at Juliet underscore root. And then Mackie is at Mackie root. 
No underscore for you. Lucky you. Yeah, I got in early. Someone had my name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, enjoy this episode. All right, Skylife, welcome to the WooCast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Woo-woo. Let's get woo-woo. <laughs> yes, you're all into the woo-woo, which is um, why we love you and have been watching your channel. You can thank Mackie for he's such a YouTuber. Yeah. And so he got me into watching YouTubes and then I fell in love with your channel. I don't awesome. know how it came up, but the first video of yours that we saw was the um, past life regression one. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you you get into it and, you know, there's so many videos of just people just talking to the camera and for you to show the session in the video was really impactful. I was like, Julia, you got to watch this. This is amazing. Yeah. And I, I feel like similar to you in the way of just like being interested in all things, health, wellness, woo, just like wanting to experiment myself. Um, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back in 2010 and became like a health coach and, uh, are you a health coach as well? Yeah, I also did IIN. I loved nice. it. Mackie did IIN too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And alums in the house. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that kind of leads you to experiment a lot, even from like the dietary standpoint. That's where I started sort of like experimenting with health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just sparks from there, I found for me at least. So I'm curious for you how your evolution went from like, what were you interested in first and how did it evolve into the channel you have now? Yeah. It's so funny because now I'm exploring so many woo woo topics on the channel and I'm documenting my own spiritual path and my exploration of that, but it did not start that way. I have been into health and wellness since I was really young But for a long time, it was mainly just about nutrition and exercise and taking care of our physical bodies. And I found yoga in high school and that really changed everything for me. And it started because I got addicted to the physical practice. I love the asanas. I was like, wow, my body just feels so good when I do yoga. So sort of got addicted to to hot power yoga when I was in high school. And then I did a yoga teacher training in college. And that was a real catalyst for my spiritual path. And I was pretty atheist for a while, or I just didn't know what I believed in, or I was agnostic, or just, I didn't feel like I could believe in a higher power. I I felt a little hopeless. And then it was really through my yogic path that I started to, to develop a deeper connection to uh, my spirit, to, to my soul um, and to uh, higher consciousness and source energy. And so when I started my YouTube channel, it was really just a desire to explore all of these topics within health and wellness that I was curious about, especially when it came to all these emerging wellness trends, I wanted to put them to the test. I wanted to actually read the scientific literature that existed or not on these different trends and document my experience, trying it out interview the right experts about it and share what I learned along the way. And it started, the channel started so scientific. Like I was breaking down all the scientific literature in these videos and that was fun and interesting. And I enjoyed learning the science, but at some point I kind of got bored with that because it was sort of the same thing every time. It was like, all right, we maybe have a couple studies on 
you know, medicinal mushrooms and shaga and turkey tail. And we can see from the literature, you know, that yes, there's potential for this to be beneficial, but there's like so much more research that's needed. There's science is ever evolving. We're always going to want more studies, more research, more data. Um, and, and so also what I found was that I think I was connecting with a certain audience through those videos, people who were really into science, but it was kind of boring to like, watch me break down scientific studies. And like when was that? When did like, you start? Like three years ago. Okay. I started my YouTube channel. And so that was for, um, for a while I was doing videos like that. And, um, and but I was really interested in like the uh, convergence of science and spirituality so then through similar to you, uh, Juliet, I found uh, this path of starting with health and wellness that led me to the spiritual path. And then I started making more videos along those lines, you know, the past life regression video. Um, I also put in the, the science on on past lives and there's a whole uh, department that studies this at the University of Virginia. So I was still interested in like looking at science, but I guess what became more exciting was just following my own curiosity about these things and like just diving into the experience. Um, and I found that at least for me now, like my mission is to make this content mainstream on YouTube mm -hmm. and a mainstream audience doesn't want to, they don't care about the, like me breaking down studies. They just want to yeah. see exciting content. Right. And so it's like, how do I make this stuff trendy and exciting and fun? to a mainstream audience. So that's where everything's kind of the direction's going and I can sprinkle in information. I can right. sprinkle in some of the science and research along the way, but it's not as like in depth as it was. Um, but now I've just completely opened up the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I complete, I've gone down the rabbit hole and I'm not going back. Uh, and it gets more and more exciting, more and more fun to explore my own soul, to explore consciousness, to explore um, you know, what the mind and body is capable of and also like just what is so beyond the material realm. And now the channel is, it's shifted to like a full, you know, exploration of that curiosity. That's so cool. I think you find a really good balance between the spirituality, but also keeping it kind of rooted in science and, you know, keeping things pretty grounded in that way, but also leading with curiosity so you're never really ruling out anything it's one of the things that we like to do here on the WooCast is that we lead with curiosity and you know go into everything with an open mind and i think you do a really Absolutely. good job with that thank you that is i think a guiding factor in my life is curiosity because when we can step into curiosity with the external world with our internal world we learn so much i think that judgment is such a default of the human experience. And it's also what's creating so much division and toxicity. So instead of placing judgment on something or someone or belief someone has, or, or like a certain practice, if you can just be curious about it and open your mind a little, then there's the potential to learn so much more and you dissolve judgment. And, and on, on an internal level, if you can be curious about the triggers in your life or the pain or the resistance or the fears, instead of trying to push that away, what if you could invite that in and actually be curious about it and ask yourself deeper questions, you end up just developing such a deeper connection with yourself and learning so much and, and dissolving that, that like judgment that just 
is sort of like destroying us. And so curiosity has been a huge, uh, a huge piece for me. And it, it's sort of like a core value of mine. Yeah. How have you seen yourself? You know, this is a big question, uh, you know, but your own internal shift from starting this channel and going through, you know, the beginning stages of where you were doing all the science to like now where, I mean, you are putting yourself out there experimenting on yourself every time with these, you know, doing like, I'm going to do a five day water fast, I'm going mm -hmm. to get the past life regression therapy, which is you're not filming other people ha and having this done, like you're putting yourself in the fire. So I'm just so curious how your internal, you know, mindset and everything has shifted over the years. Right. Well, I think <laughs> I've gotten a lot more brave <laughs> because it takes a lot of every time I post a video, it takes a lot of bravery for me to do it because it's super personal. And I am sharing a really deep experience that I have that is sometimes really uncomfortable to put on a public platform. Like the past life regression is without it's emotional. A lot of my videos are emotional. Like I'm crying in so many of my videos. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, I think my, uh, uh, myself in the past would be more scared to do that, but now I'm getting more and more comfortable because it's just, it's like, it's just part of the human experience to have emotion. So, and, and I think that we resist emotion so much, but when we can fully feel it, it just, at least from my perspective, when I can fully allow myself a sacred space to feel my emotion, it moves through me quicker and I don't have a grip on it or it doesn't have power over me anymore. So for me to share these emotional experiences on, on YouTube, I hope that it just sh like gives other people permission um, that it's not as scary as it seems. And yeah, I think like every video I post, it's, it does still take courage. Like I, I don't give a fuck, but I do still, it's like that balance of like always wanting to step into like giving no fucks, you know, mm -hmm. but like you still like the human part of your, your ego is like, ah, like, what are people going to think I'm going to get judgment? And like, that's just, that's just inevitable. You yeah. Know? And you will, right. There will be, you're putting it out on YouTube as a public platform. There are going to be people who are searching around. They find you, they don't even know you, they want, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, so that's something that is to be expected. But the other side of that coin is I will tell you that like seeing you so vulnerable in those experiences has been transformational for me in terms of even allowing myself to go deeper and wanting to go deeper. You know, I would have never even been introduced to Mia Magic if I hadn't watched your show. And now I'm in the coaching cauldron with her and we go mm -hmm. deep, man. Like we do some, it's just so, it's so phenomenal. And I was just thinking when you let go like that, it's sort of a trans transcendental experience. When you are really like releasing some of those emotions, especially you know, I've been thinking a lot about like the wounded feminine lately and like how much we hold inside as women, like letting go of some of that is like, it's pretty powerful. It feels, it feels mystical, honestly. Like when I'm like, after I'm done with those experiences, it's like, whoa, like drugs, like your body is like on a high. Totally, totally. We're entering into such altered states in our brainwaves and our body. It's really incredible. and. 
That's really amazing to hear. And that's why I do the channel is that, you know, for all the haters or people who are going to judge me, that's sort of irrelevant. I send them love because I know that comes from pain Mm -hmm. and I care about people who are going to watch the videos and then they'll start to shift how they think or like something clicks in their mind or they get awakened to their own power or they're inspired to try something and it changes everything. Like the comments I see from people who have seen the channel and then they'll try Wim Hof method or they'll start doing meditation or they'll just even something like celery juice. Like I did a celery juice fast and people, someone will like try celery juice and then it clears their eczema or it's like completely helps their autoimmune condition. It's, I never know how it's going to actually impact someone's life. So that's why I keep doing the channel. That's why every time I'm like, I just got to post it, you know, like the video I'm working on now with, I'm doing another one with Mia and I've done so many of them because I see such a deep emotional resonance with the community on these videos, because it is so like real, like we're going so deep and like, oh my God, it's, and it's so scary, especially the one I'm working on now. I'm like, Ah, I'm so <laughs> terrified to release this, but I know that I have to. I feel like so the more terrified you are, the, the more oh, real like and so more authentic oh. and the more exciting it is for us as a as a viewer. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and I think it's such a relatable, it's about money and we did a money spell. And that's what's been, it's been so cool to learn about witchcraft because I think with all these woo-woo topics that are labeled woo-woo, it's just a misunderstanding. Like people think of witchcraft and they're like, oh, that's like not real. This, it means this. It's just like, witches worship the devil and it's just satanic people who like are scary. Or if you're practicing witchcraft, then you're an idiot. Cause like, how could that possibly work? And actually what I've learned is it's way more practical than you ever think. Um, From learning about witchcraft through me and doing these videos, what I've understood is that these spells and um, the process of like cultivating your own wisdom, as we learn from Mia, which means wisdom and witchcraft is literally just crafting your your wisdom and really, you know, cultivating your intuition. And so the spells and the magic is just like a, a representation. It's a symbolic ceremonial ritual representation of the inner work. So that's why in these videos, we're always doing these coaching sessions or we're always going deeper into the subconscious. Um, And and it's really just a representation of that commitment to reprogramming your subconscious, to reprogramming, you know, all of these old conditioned patterns. And um, and, and the spell is like just that in like a physical form or a way to have a reminder, like I have the spell on my altar and like it's a literal, literal everyday reminder to do my mirror work with myself and to remember how I'm reprogramming and, and releasing these blocks. And it's like, that makes so much sense. It's, it's, you know, it's quantum physics and it's, um, it's manifestation, all, all of these things tied together. So I'm like, wait, this is way more legit or practical than I ever thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's a lot more practical than, you know, being super skeptical about everything and just hoping that someday things will change, even though you're doing everything the same, you're running through those same loops, you're running through the same patterns that you've always done. And you're just hoping that one day I'll get a different outcome. Yeah. That's, that's never, (laughs) never the way I would advise anyone to change (laughs) their life, you know, try shit. Like what's the harm, you know, there's, I think it's so, 
it's such an amazing thing to just try things without expectation too, or without like attachment to the outcome. And I think with all of these different things I tried on the channel, that's really important is um, that I do question everything and I have that level of skepticism, but more so I'm open because I think that if you are highly skeptical or you believe something is bullshit or not going to work, that's the result you're going to get. Like we yeah. know, and we know from research that our intention and belief actually can determine outcome. It's like the nocebo um, that, effect. You know, if yeah. you think you're going to, you're getting a pill that is going to make you have horrible side effects, then you get the horrible side effects. Even if you had the sugar pill. Mm-hmm. It's the placebo effect is so real. And we forget what that means. Like what? We have to test drugs against a placebo. That means that our own mind is a fucking drug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And you're talking a lot about the subconscious mind and how powerful that is in pro programming. And this is a, a topic that's been like top of mind for me as I stepped out of just doing like fitness and nutrition full time. I've been doing mindset coaching now with people like transformation coaching and actually teaching people how to hack their brain because it's something that has helped me so much in stepping into just a place of more confidence and, and, uh, I guess I could say manifesting things that without mm -hmm. having to try as hard as I was for years, I worked so hard to make money. Like I just had to keep doing more and more and more. And now I'm in a place where I feel like oh, I don't have to do as much. I'm it's like work smarter, you know, not harder, but it has a lot mm -hmm. to do with like my belief in myself and like what I'm capable of. And so I know you worked with a mindset coach more recently mm -hmm. than not. And I think it's cool because it's like, okay, you have the magical side of things working with Mia, which is, but it's mindset too. And then you also mm -hmm. were working with a mindset coach. So have you mm -hmm. found just more and more shifts from that recently than ever before? It seems like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am obsessed with my mindset coach. <laughs> yes. um, I'm so, I have loved mindset coaching. I think it's so powerful. And I think that honestly, they, they go together so much. If I, I think it, that I've been able to let the magic work because I'm also doing the mindset work and it's, yeah, the witchcraft is also mindset work, but then I'm getting like that added layer, um, of learning really like the neuroscience as well and how our body gets physically addicted to some of the thoughts we produce and what you know, neuro signals they're sending to the body. And so when you understand that, then you start, start to understand the importance of like the consistency and, um, and really being super aware of your thoughts and getting to shift those thoughts. And then that will then shift how we feel and those feelings shift how we act and the act, the actions shift the results. And so all results have to begin at a belief level. And I have, I can't, speak highly enough of how much my mindset coach has shifted things for me. Uh, Christina, she's amazing. Like I, I'm like, I'm so lucky. She just like emailed me because she watched the channel and she's like, Hey, I want to work with you. I feel like you would be somebody who would really benefit from this. And I've been working with her for more than six months at this point. It's probably been like eight months. Wow. And it's just like completely changed everything. Um, and the, and it's, it's a it's a consistency for sure. It's like being committed. And that's why the coaching is helpful is because you have an accountability partner and you have somebody that you're meeting with every week and you're like, okay, like I really have to, <laughs> I have to like commit to this. And, um, it's a commitment to yourself 
And so, yeah, the mindset coaching has been a game changer for me because I started to think like, okay, literally what, what Christina teaches me, and I'm sure that you were, do this with your clients is that circumstances are literally neutral. It's until we give meaning to them that they start to have a different mm-hmm. meaning in our life. So if you can look at everything with objectivity, then you get to choose how you think and feel about it rather than letting yourself go into reaction first. So it's just a different way of seeing the world and it puts you back in the power seat. It like gives you all of the power to decide how you think or feel. We don't always have the power. I don't know. Maybe some people think it depends on how you see it, but like, you know, we can't always like control everything in our life. Like we have to surrender the control. Um, so we never know what's going to come in. Um, I do believe intention and belief can affect outcomes for sure, but we can always decide how we react. And when we start to, uh, when we start to understand that how we react then like affects future results, then it really puts us back in the driver's seat. And, um, we don't have to push away the fear and the negative thoughts. That's a complete myth. I think that, you know, if you have negative thoughts come up, that it's somehow going to, you know, that that's bad and that that's going to create negative things. It's really just, you don't have to give them power. Our mind's always going to be doing crazy stuff, but we get to decide what thoughts we give power and what we don't. And that's been um, huge for me to start learning through the mindset work. So I'm obsessed with it. I think like everyone should understand how their brain works. Absolutely. I was thinking, imagine if children were taught not just the mindset piece, because it would be huge for children because it gives you agency over your own thoughts and over your own mindset, because all of us are different in terms of how we were brought up and what we absorbed as children with the narrative that our parents created for us in terms of we're like sponges, right? So if our if we're picking up on an energy that our mom or dad have, that's really being absorbed into us from like that zero to seven age frame, right? And then school and then the media. And so if we were to learn at a young age, like how to be more, how to have discernment with, I don't have to give this thought power or I'm in control of these, of these states. Uh, it mm-hmm. would just be, we would just have so much more conscious beings on this planet and mm-hmm. uh, not only that, but I was just listening to, um, I forget who it was on Aubrey Marcus. He was talking about the like breath work and the different types of breath work in terms of there's breath work. Oh, Andrew Huberman. Yeah, Andrew Huberman, where breath can, you can enhance your energy with breath, right? Or you can slow down your nervous system with breath. And even that, teaching children that would be game changing. Imagine mm-hmm. they're in a classroom and they're feeling overwhelmed. It's like, here's breath to calm or you're sleepy. Here's breath to make you feel more excited and and awake. It's we can hack all of these things. It's like we never it's like we come here and we just don't even know how to operate as humans. It's so wild. Yeah. We're not given the user manual to yeah. our <laughs> mind. I guess maybe body. that's the point. Maybe it's like, you know, we get, dr- we decide to come here. We have no memory, right? We like, we're like, right. all right, we're going to forget it all. I'm like, here's, we got to figure this thing out. And, uh, you know, maybe we time our awakening. That's something that people talk about that you might, you know, you time when you're going to like, be like, oh, wait a minute. I do mm-hmm. have more agency than I thought. And I can decide how I want to live my life. I don't just need to like be coasting along this path that, I think I'm supposed to be on, you know, maybe there's something greater out there. So, Mm. you know, and it's been an evolution. And for you, you know, has it been sort of like with being coming more conscious and awake, just like little by little, or have you had any sort of like 
experiences where you're like, holy shit, <laughs> you know? Oh, I've had holy shit experiences for sure. Yeah. Along my journey. And it just reinforces because I think it starts with like, I think there's maybe more to this whole thing mm-hmm. and you start to think about things differently, see things differently. And then when you have what I call cosmic experiences, and I've only had a few, then you really start to have that belief get stronger because it's, you're getting like confirmation. And it's interesting because I've never done any plant medicine or psychedelics or drugs of any kind. I've smoked weed and (laughs) drank alcohol, like, you know, and did like tiny little things in college here and there, but I've never done like any psychedelics or plant medicine that people use to alter their consciousness. I, I would, I actually would like to dive into that. Um, but the timing not, it's not the right time yet, but it will be. Um, but I will say that I've had cosmic experiences being dead sober and that I think I have this desire to see how far I can get with my own consciousness before I like do that. You know, I'm like, I actually would like to see what I can do before I go into that realm um, and see if I can, you know, have a psychedelic experience without the use of the drugs. But anyways, um, I have had, I definitely have had these moments like a handful of times. And it's interesting because they usually, uh, they are relevant to some relationships in my life. Like I've had dreams too, that are just like, wow, this is really the universe speaking to me. Um, I had this experience. It's kind of a personal story, but um, I don't know if I want to share it because it's like a real, you know, involves someone I love so deeply in my life. But I had this experience where I felt so strongly like the <laughs> I am being spoken to, like this is not, there's no way this is a coincidence sort of thing that really uh, inspired me to have a conversation I needed to have. And so when something like that happens where it's like, this is not a coincidence and having precognition about it. Like I had this psychic feeling that something crazy was going to happen. And then it did like a few hours later, it's like that. How do you explain that? You know? Yeah. Um, And so I've had a handful of those experiences throughout my journey. And it just makes me, makes my belief stronger in, okay. Yeah. I think I was right. (laughs) Like I started to believe some, there's something more to this experience. Um, and then you start thinking about it logically and you're like, well, yeah, duh. Like wh- we're like a tiny little blip in the universe and we have no idea what's going on. And like, we're on this incredible planet floating around the sun. Like, obviously like we don't know <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on. Think yeah, about yeah, it. Yes, like yes. it's crazy. What, what, what is this? You know, just like <laughs> what we think is that we're here for. It's just unreal. Yeah, yeah. To think that like everything is just rooted in science and like, but, you know, I would always ask, but okay, but how do they know? You know, where does the science come from? And where does that come from? And like, can I would just keep going down that rabbit hole when I was little. And, you know, my parents would be like, we don't know. And I'm like, and then I remember getting like, I would have like a panic attack and be like, "Ah, I need to come back down to earth. Like, I need to just like be here right now because I would just think about like, well, what came before the dinosaurs? How did they get there? And then how did that get there? And it's like, nobody really knows, you know, what is the Big Bang? You know, all this stuff. And that's the magic, right? That's the we don't you know, there's there's some magic 
in it regardless of exactly the the answer but you know it's really refreshing to hear you talking about having not done plant medicine i was medicine. literally just about to say that <laughs> Because I think the last five guests we've had on, we were like, what's your awakening story? Well, I went down and did ayahuasca. You know, it's like it's and, um, you know, I think I I align with you in the sense that I want to see how far I can go without doing that. I want to be as prepared as possible. We we come from the fitness world. So people would always tell us, oh, I'm going to get in shape before I come to your gym. So that way, when I come there, I'm not going to be blown out of the water. So this is kind of the same idea where I kind of want to be as prepared as possible going into it. That way I'm not just like, whoa, that was way too intense or way too much. Yeah, but remember what we would say to those people. There's no need to prepare before you come. You just have to come like we're here. <laughs> like you, there's no preparation for getting in shape to get in shape. You just come and yeah. like we're going to support you. doesn't matter if you've never like done a workout in your life. But I mm-hmm. but I know what you're saying. Um, I definitely... And working on myself and my own like inner, like still some trauma, some, you know, um, still some mindset before I would want to go and like step into that healing experience. I've been doing a lot of like journey work, subconscious journey work with this amazing woman, Abigail Moss, who I'm about to do a one year mentorship with starting next month to be able to help people in that same capacity because it's been so transformative. And a lot of this is very much like shamanic work that I see the, and when I'm on the calls with Mia, it's the same kind of work as I've been doing with Abby and like seeing these healers come through and how they're able to speak to their subconscious. And you, you're taking that journey either back in time to meet the inner child, right. Or you're taking the journey to the future self Mm -hmm. and then like connecting and healing past, present, future. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And transformational but i i feel like for myself personally i want to keep doing that work before i step into like the ayahuasca like journey (laughs) absolutely and i yeah i just i think i'm cure i coming back to curiosity i'm just curious to see if i if i can step into a state where i feel that what everybody talks about when they do mushrooms or LSD or ayahuasca or they're all different, you know, but the state that people will experience this like oneness mm-hmm. and just um like you are floating through the cosmos or whatever it is. I'm like, can I do that without these drugs? And I know it's possible because there have been plenty of yeah. you know monks for thousands of years that are doing these techniques and meditation to get there. Um I feel that as much as I'm open, I have this thick analytical mind that's sort of like has this like wall up. And so I think with the drugs, it helps, it helps you or the medicine I'll say <laughs> the medicine can help you break down those walls a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just have this desire and this curiosity to, to get there to do. Yeah. I want to do all of that, but I would love to be able to have an experience first that feels like, okay, I've, I felt that, you know, with just my own, my own mind. Um, and so I, I'm not sure how it's all going to unfold, but also I'm, I'm very much like uh, I trust timing and I trust synchronicities. So I think I'll know when it's the right time to do, to go into that realm. But I do get a lot of requests to do content like that. And I'm not sure how that's going to look because it's getting harder and harder to do that kind of content on YouTube um, just with the, yeah. the restrictions and the censorship that's going on. So it's something that I made you off YouTube. You got but... your Patreon now. 
Exactly. Yeah, which I'm a member of and it's amazing. So anybody who wants like special content from the channel, check out Sky's Patreon. We'll link to all of that in the show notes for sure. Because I was just watching the interview um, that you did for the Kundalini like yoga, mm-hmm. the she what was that book she wrote? White, Amica. yeah. What was mm-hmm. the book that she White wrote? White bird in a golden White cage. White bird in a golden cage. Yeah, I haven't read the book, but the interview was really fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh my gosh. I mean, wow. out of all of these experiments and experiences that you've had, you know, mm-hmm. are like, have there been any that you just are like, holy shit, it was so impactful. Like, I feel like I've leveled up as a human being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think one of the most notable ones is when I did training with Wim Hof because that just rocked. Can you just like like in a nutshell tell the listeners what you had to do? Oh my gosh. You guys have to watch this video because it's incredible. um, Yeah. So I went to, I went to Poland to do a week long training with Wim Hof and a couple of my friends who run a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And we basically put ourselves through an extreme superhuman training with the Iceman, um, Wim Hof. If you don't, people who listen to your podcast probably know who he is, but you know, he has all these world records for withstanding extreme weather conditions, especially cold. Um, and he uses a technique called the Wim Hof method to p- teach people how to like regulate your body temperature and regulate the mind to be able to be in these um high stress situations in nature. And so we did, uh, we, we did, we like, you know, jumped off of a cliff into a freezing cold body of water, like immediately upon arriving. And then he did, he had us do a 10 minute ice bath in this freezing cold river. And then we hiked Mount Chineska, uh, on the border of Czech Republic in our, uh, shorts <laughs> sports bra in a and- huge snowstorm. In a, in a blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard and, wasn't planned. Blizzard just happened. Yeah. The blizzard just <laughs> happens. We couldn't control the weather that day, unfortunately. And it was so intense. It was like probably the most challenging thing I've done physically. Um, and I, it just changed my relationship to not only cold, I was somebody who hated the cold. And anytime I was cold, I would feel like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I would be like, I'm cold, like just complaining about it, you know? And then it changed my relationship with not only the cold, but my relationship to pain and suffering. And I still, I did ice bath this morning. Like I still do ice baths every day. Um, I, I have had just a huge transformation um, with my relationship to discomfort through that experience. And what I learned through whim is like, okay, you again, you can't control like what life is going to throw you. Like life is full of stressful situations. And in our modern world, we're very disconnected from physical stress because we're like coddled by our environment and we don't put ourselves in nature enough. And so if you can like put your body into, uh, if you can train yourself to find presence and calm in a stressful state in nature, then that's going to translate to everything in your life. So when I get in an ice bath, it's not only am I getting all the anti-inflammatory benefits of the cold therapy on my body, but I'm teaching myself, how do I find my breath in discomfort? How do I find presence and peace in pain? How do I shift the way I think about suffering? How do I find gratitude for this ability to feel even when it's not necessarily comfortable? And it just 
translates to literally everything in life. And that experience just really impacted me. And I learned so much about myself. Um, and also just like on a professional level, like that entire project and like the making of that documentary, I just, I learned so much, um, as a, someone who, as a documentarian and, um, yeah. And just like, I still, to this day, I, I really love I love getting in the ice, but I mean, I, I love, hate it. You know, I was going to say, do um, you, do you actually look forward to it at this point? Or is it still a little like, Oh Jesus. I, you know, so, no, it's still like, I'm like, ah. like, it's always one of those things I'm like, I don't want to do, but like, I want to do, and I like have yeah. to do it like working out, you know, like I get excited to work out, but I'm also like, Oh, it's going to be hard. Um, but that's why I love it. And so, you know, I went a long time during quarantine without doing it. Cause I moved, I didn't have like a place for ice bath where I used to live. And so during quarantine, like I used to go do it at my friend's house or I had, would go to cryotherapy and mm -hmm. like, I just didn't have that available. So I was doing cold showers, but I'm like, damn, I just need this ice bath in my life. And then I moved somewhere where we now have an ice bath in the backyard. So I just started up again in the last couple of months doing it every day. And, uh, it's just changes. It's like, Oh my God, I, this is something I need to do. Um, and yeah, no, but it's still like, ah, cause our ice was cold, <laughs> like, <it's> like 40 <laughs> degrees. You have one of those. It's just a freezer, right? It's literally just a freezer, but I'm trying <laughs> to get one of those, the cold plunge ones, mm. um, because they have, they self-regulate the temperature and they self-regulate, uh, they self-clean. I'm like, I oh, need cool. that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, Hey, do you want to do a video? <laughs> they're, they're really cool. Aside from like the cold therapy, are there any other practices from doing your YouTube that you have adopted regularly that you're like, okay, this is part of my mm -hmm. everyday life now? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I get asked that question a lot and it's actually amazing because there's a lot that I have continued and it's, it goes through phases. I think that's one thing I've learned, especially y'all know doing IIN is that we're so bio-individual and it's like we go through different seasons and we need different things during different times. So I've never been someone like, I haven't had the same morning routine, you know, for like, I'll shift my morning routine for like three months. It'll be one thing. And then it will shift to something else, depending on what like what I need. And also like, as you know, being a woman, like with your cycle, you're always shifting and what your needs are throughout the month. So like, it's not, I'm not regimented. I'm very intuitive, very fluid, but like I typically, um, do, I do intermittent fast pretty second nature now. Um, and I just eat when I'm hungry. And that has actually like given me so much freedom with food and it's worked really well for me. Um, and we see the benefits in the literature of intermittent fasting. So yeah, I'm not like rigid about it, but it's like, it's kind of second nature. Like I just sort of wait until I'm like actually hungry to eat. And then, um, I've been so into this like amazing cacao. Like I love cacao. Um, and I have that, uh, I, I still do celery juice, but like I'll switch, you know, depending well, you have, like, on a juice bar in your house now. Yeah. Yeah. I have a juice bar. So I use that all the damn time. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it there. Um, yeah. So like cucumber juice, celery juice is more like in the summer seasons. And then like in the winter, I've been doing cacao in the morning. Um, and what else? Um, How can so your body things. regulate, you know, living in LA 
Isn't it oh, very yeah. similar weather all the time? No, uh, well, it's sort of, but we, we go through seasons though. Like okay. we still go through um, like a more of a colder mm-hmm. season, colder, darker, like more winter Well, the time. sun, yeah, the sun is... That's right, Juliet. There's sun. The sun changes everywhere. (laughs) Maybe not the weather. (laughs) No, it's beautiful most of the time, but like it's, it's definitely definitely. I mean, the summers are hot and humid or not necessarily that humid, but like they're hot here and in the winter, you know, we're like 50 degrees or something. So yeah, it's a little bit chillier, but, um, yeah, it's just always shifting depending on what, you know, what I'm going through, but, um, there's so much through the channel that I still, apply which is so cool like I've learned a lot about myself my body and like what works for me and what doesn't yeah and that's the individual journey with like nutrition and food I try to to speak to that a lot with people because you do have you have to experiment you have to see what works like you know I was vegan for a long time and I started having dreams about eating meat like dreams my body was like please like really really want some it was like turkey turkey was the thing that my body was craving so I like I remember like I was like all right it's time to have Mm -hmm. a little bit of meat again right and then there have been times where I'm like I actually am craving to be vegetarian again like it's just so interesting you have to just listen to that intuition and I think that it's hard because a lot of us just want like the answer like here's the specific thing to do that's going to be like you know give you the ultimate health the ultimate body and it's like but like our bodies are are changing, our circumstances are changing, you know, environments are changing. I'm sure when we move to Boulder next week, like we're going to start craving different things than we were have been craving in Philly, yeah. you know, just yeah. in terms of like the land and what's there and kind of like attuning ourselves to that. So totally. I totally feel that. And yeah, the, the body knows that's why, as you know, as health coaches with IIN, like you're not telling as with your clients you're never telling them, okay, here's what, like, you're how you how, here's how you're going to eat. Here's what you have to do. Like you're asking the client the right questions so that they understand what they need. Cause everyone truly does know um, when you can just start to unlock that intuition, it's really powerful. And yeah, I think seasonal eating is so important as well. Like I, I shop at a farmer's market here and knowing that if you can, if we can start to put our consumer dollars in local food systems, that's not only amazing for the planet, but that's our body like wants to attune to this to our environment. It wants mm-hmm. to connect with um, the local food supply. So it's amazing to know, like if you go to a farmer's market and I'm getting what's grown here in California in these local farms. Oh my God, you I'm guys getting- are so lucky. We were just in California and it's like, <laughs> damn, so these berries are so good. <laughs> this is not no. what we're getting here. <laughs> I'm so spoiled. It's crazy. Like, but I think there's like, yeah, it's, I'm so grateful that we have this amazing farmer's market like down the street. Um, but I guess my point is like, just, yeah, when you are in a colder climate, like you're going to need different foods. Like it's maybe not necessarily a great idea to be a fruitarian in Alaska or something. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially absolutely. when none of those fruits are grown there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was just like this morning doing deep dive into learning about like the female, like menstrual cycle and the phases Mm -hmm. and even Mm -hmm. just like nutritionally thinking about like these four phases in the menstrual cycle in the 28 days and sort of like what your body needs, you know, Mm -hmm. in the beginning and, you know, towards the middle, you know, when you get your period and at the end, like there's all these different things that your body's sort of asking for. And you can kind of tune into that in terms of, you know, 
warming cooked foods, you know, when you're actually like bleeding because your body is releasing and you, you know, and it helps with more blood flow if you're doing warming foods versus like if you're doing, you know, just raw foods. So that's also Mm -hmm. really interesting too. Um, speaking yeah. just for just for women but you know <laughs> but it's kind of nuts like I, that wasn't anything I really learned about growing up either like I didn't know you know up until more recently I didn't really know about all the phases of the you know the female cycle and how right. it impacts your mood your health I mean you kind of know yeah. oh you feel a certain way but like there are things that you can do to support yourself and rest too right isn't that crazy like what why are we not why is this not something that we're learning? I see, because I, I'm similar. I only recently started really learning about the menstrual cycle. And it's like, what? How is this not something that women are learning about from a young age and how their body works and how it is attuned to nature? Like we are, you know, ideally our cycle is connected directly to the moon cycle. Yeah. Um, and and so I, I've been getting my period right on the new moon. Um and it's been so interesting to learn more about uh, to, to learn more about what we what we need during different phases of the month. And it is so relevant to like we could structure your entire, you know, work life around it. I mean, not your always, workouts, like, your work, your nutrition. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's from what I'm reading, like getting your period on the new moon is supposed to be like. That is kind of like the natural way you go through. I have it right up here because I was reading it. You have your menstrual, your menstruation, on, and then you have your follicular phase, then you have your ovulation phase, and then you have your luteal phase. And mm-hmm. um, but also, some people tend to get their periods on a full moon, which is like me. So I've been more synced up with the full moon, which is mm-hmm. there's a theory that that's more that you're not really ready to like um, give birth. That's more of like you're giving birth to, to other like creative things. But if you're getting mm-hmm. it on the new moon, it's more like your body is more ready to give birth to a child. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so be careful. I, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I think that is actually more the natural order of things is supposed to be you're getting it on the new moon. So but yeah, yeah. like syncing up to the moon. It's like what women are. We're, we're like we are like in sync with with this planet. Like we are. <laughs> in sync with mother nature. And I've been just like really getting more in tune with that. Hence why we're so excited to move into nature, to be able to go outside and go on a hike and like be in the trees. And, um, there's something about being still like having Mm. no stimulation and just hearing the sounds of nature. That's just talk about like a meditative experience. You know, you don't need to like close your eyes and do deep breathing. I mean, that's great too, but you can also just like go for a walk in nature or just sit Mm. and just observe. It's so powerful. It's so it's hard to be depressed in the middle of nature. Yeah. It's like it does something different to to our brain when we can just experience and immerse ourselves in the beauty of what is right here. Yeah. Like I I think yeah, the more we get into nature, the deeper connection we start to cultivate with source. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms, you know, on a personal note, not even about the channel, but what are you trying to shift or still kind of work on with your own mm-hmm. internal state right now in your life? Yeah. So I think a big pattern that's come up is I had this old, old belief that in order to achieve the goals that I have, in order to be successful, that I have to be in so in my masculine energy, I have to be 
working hard, taking action, like grinding myself into the ground. And that's the only way to have success. And I was afraid to be in my feminine, to be in fluidity, to be in flow. Cause I had this fear that if I am too in my feminine, then that's, you know, I'm going to get so off track or I'm not going to be meeting my goals. And, and it's interesting because I think it's a lot of societal conditioning and programming and for women to have come so far in and to have like made it in the workplace, um, we're still a long way to go, but like for women to enter the workforce and to get to where we have been, it's required us to like mimic masculine energy. But now what's so needed on the planet and needed in professional relationships in corporations as women are stepping into more leadership positions is we need a rebalance of energy. So we need to value the feminine energy because it has so much beauty to teach us. It has so much that we can gain from. So it's been like shifting my belief into if I can actually like honor my feminine energy is what I want. It's like, I, I, I have this calling to step into my feminine energy. Um, I'm constantly like working on reprogramming that to know that actually well, not only is that what I need internally, but <clears throat> it's what's needed on the planet is for women to step into their feminine energy. And so we can have this rebalance. And I want to bring that into everything I'm building into my career. And I don't desire to go the rest of my career, like grinding myself in the ground and feeling like I have to be so in the action and doing like, I want to be in balance and I want to let my feminine intuition guide me. So that's something I'm continuously working on and, and reprogramming reprogramming that old belief to know that actually it's, it is beneficial for me to be in my feminine. Um, and it is part of my service as well. So that's been really cool. Cause it feels so much nicer. I am right there with you. I am mm-hmm. right there with you. And what it makes me think of, and there's so many of us that are in that place right now, this is where I start to think like, okay, did we all just like kind of wake up in 2020? And we were like, it's time to like honor that and to realize how kind of wounded that feminine energy is and like is afraid. Like it's for me, it's like afraid to like to peer out. And I've just been operating like the same way. Just go, go, go push really, really hard. I think back to like how many classes I taught, you know, running a gym, like clients Mm -hmm. and you know trying to scale our business we were trying to open more locations and like and it was always also surrounded by men and I felt very Mm -hmm. comfortable in that energy because that is just sort of like what I grew up with my dad and my brother and then I had two male business partners and then I'm like I was always kind of like I'm the girl like I'm the but I was really kind of the the man too like I was not like in that flow of like letting I had certain elements of that and people be like oh it's nice that we have a female partner but I have felt very stifled in that way. Like, I don't know how to, I still am, I'm working on how to access that. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. It's super scary. I, I totally relate. And I'm similar. I grew up with uh, all brothers. So I've been comfortable in masculine energy. I've been like, just that's the way it's been for so long. So that's always the case when you're shifting into a new way of being. It's like, it's so terrifying because what we're used to and what we're comfortable with is being in that masculine energy. And so to, to step into the feminine, it's like, it can be so, so scary because it's all the fear that like, Oh, well that's especially because of the wounds we have around it, as you mentioned, um, 
that's what's going to, you know, we have these like old ways of thinking that if we are in our feminine, we aren't unsafe and it will only lead, it's not going to lead us to achieve what we want. And so it's like continuing continuously for me, just changing the belief, shifting the belief. Like, and I think it's cool though, because I see what's happening on a macro level and how important it is. And I'm like, no, like this is important though. Like this is real. This is real. Women do need to step into their feminine energy because it's what's needed on a macro level. So I have to do that on a micro level. I have to do that in my, in myself first. So what's the Um, micro level look like for you in terms of like what practices are you embodying to step into this? Right. I mean, it's definitely prioritizing more um, pleasure and just like, I didn't date for like a fucking year. Like I was so close off. I was like, I have to build sky life. I have to, I was doing it on the side for, I was working full time and doing it on the side for a year and a half. And I just, I like, just didn't allow myself to even like experience. I'm like in my mid twenties and I wasn't going on any dates and I was just so closed off. And like, now I feel like that's actually so important. It's like, I have to prioritize this. It's fun. I should prioritize it. I actually learn so much. Like I can be in my feminine energy. And so it's like things like that. Um, and then also just being more fluid in how I work, you know, like I, for, for so long, I was like, I have to post a video every Thursday, no matter what. And sometimes like that would force me to create and stay consistent to get to a certain place with my YouTube channel, which was good. But then sometimes like the videos would just be a force and they wouldn't even like be something I was excited about and they wouldn't even be good. And so now I'm just way more like fluid with that. And I just want to create what my soul wants to create. And I will maintain consistency, but like when I can let myself have a little bit more leniency and like, just really dive in like this video right now I'm working on, I'm like, I just need more time with it. Like, this is so deeply personal that I can't be rushing this. and. I'm not doing the thing anymore where I'm going to pull all nighters to finish videos. Cause that's out of integrity with what I recommend to people. Mm. So I was doing that. Like I would pull all nighters to finish videos and YouTube can be so, you know, challenging, especially when you're making videos that are so involved because it's just hard to keep up with that beast of like producing. But I've just decided, I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like I, I'm not going to, I would never recommend to clients to like be pulling all nighters and like forcing themselves to do things. So why would I be doing that myself? That's just so hypocritical. So, um, it's just being more comfortable with like releasing the rigidity, releasing the control, um, releasing like the need to like do it a certain way and just like going fully with my intuition. Yeah. The expectations that we place on ourselves and the false comparisons that we place on ourselves as if somebody is like looking at us and watching us and being like, "Uh Oh, you didn't post on Thursday. And it's like, right. That's not, nobody's doing that. Like that's, you know, know. self-imposed restriction. And, um, that that's beautiful that you're, you're really like moving into that more like that, like a dance, that life is a dance, you know, and it's not always choreographed. You can sort of like make it up as you go, what feels right and what feels good. And I'm right. I'm right there too. Just, you know, figuring out how much I want to work right now. And is, you know, it's okay that I'm not making as much money as I did at one point in my life. It's not what it's, what it's about. I want more time, more space, more like 
I want more availability to create, to actually like have things that come to me. Cause if you're just stuffed all the time, stuffed to the gills, then that creativity is like, it's forced mm-hmm. and you can't really listen to what, what you want, you know, what really works for you. Sometimes you have to really take time away to then go further into mm-hmm. the journey. So what is next, you know, for sky, sky life? Like, do you have any like yeah. goals of next? And then where can everyone find you? Well, yeah. they can't, obviously on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Um, so I really, I'm excited about the next phase of the channel because it's, it's so fun. I mean, I'm definitely going to be doing more content about witchcraft. Um, I am now doing more adventure videos and just, again, like following my curiosity and and telling stories about communities that are living differently, living outside the box and just like doing things differently. And, um, when it comes to sustainability or, um, community living or whatever that looks like, I'm just fascinated by fascinating people. So it's like featuring more of those people and like how they're living. Um, And I really just want to take this type of content when it comes to wellness, spirituality and alternative lifestyle and make it compete on YouTube and have it have the ability to like be a a big channel that gets to hit the trending page. And, you know, some of the stuff I see on the trending page, I'm like, I don't see this content there. Like, how do I crack the code? How do I get it to actually be like a major YouTube channel. So that's sort of my, my mission right now. And you can find me on YouTube. Sky life is the channel. And my Instagram is at sky Cowens, And that's um, my TikTok too. Um, and I have a website, skylife.tv. Amazing. Are you just focusing on creating for the YouTube now? Or are you also still doing health coaching? Well, I do. Uh, I have one person I coach. I like you know how rewarding it is to help people transform their health. Like I love it, but it's mainly like I'm focused on the YouTube channel and, and building that community there. Um, but I do enjoy coaching a lot. Um, it's just not something I'm doing like that much, but I do get a lot of inquiries. So I was thinking of maybe doing like a group, a group program at some point. Mm. Um, cause I get like a lot of emails about it and I'm like, shit, I want to find a way to make this happen for people. Um, so yeah, that's you could definitely, yeah, you should definitely do a group if you have the bandwidth for it, but like, you know, one day a week yeah. on zoom, just like, I know you could totally do that. It'd be yeah. amazing. And yeah. just even for me, like being in the coaching cauldron right now, I didn't know what to expect with that. Cause I've never done anything like that in terms of like a group setting, right. but it's been so powerful being around other people and hearing them talk about themselves and just like make connections with people. And I've been looking, I look forward to it every week as just this like really great connection point. So it's like, even though Mia is the facilitator, it's also so much about the other people connecting with each other. So you just create this container, which is really, really awesome. Totally. And you learn so much when you see other people being coached as well. So much. I know. I love that part. I'm like, just watch people being coached all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, thank you so much for coming on yeah, to the Loot Cast. Of course. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah.